Welcome into the podcast that brings listeners directly to the intersection of sports and entertainment through the lens and incomparable style of Dick Butkus. Direct from the 312, join hosts Matt Amendola and Matt Butkus as they dive into the worlds of football, pop culture, philanthropy, and more. This is Butkus Beyond the Line. Roses are red and violets are blue. If you've got any sense, you'll keep Butkus away from you. Welcome back to Butkus Beyond the Line. Today we are joined by Gary Fensick. He played for the Chicago Bears from 1976 to 1987 as a strong safety. He's a Super Bowl champion playing on the Bears' 85 team, a two-time Pro Bowler, and first-team All-Pro back in 1981. But first, the huddle. 989, on two, on two, on two, ready, Great. on two, on two, on two, ready, Great. Titans and Packers. I'm going to have to go with, I'll go with Packer. I'm sorry, I'll go with. Uh, yeah, they just beat Dallas. They're all on a high note, Green Bay. Yeah. I'm going to go with the Titans. I, I'm, I'm, I'm an old Houston guy, so when they left, the Texans, yeah. or the Titans are still my team. So I'm going with uh, Derrick Henry. Okay. I'll go with Titans, too, because I never picked the Packers. If <laughs> That's right. If our listeners have noticed. Browns at Bills. Browns at Bills. I still got to go with the Bills. I mean, the Browns have a Watson maybe coming back that week, but I'm I'm still going with Bills. They've got too much. All right, I'll go Bills. At least by eight. All right, okay. Eagles, Colts. Oh boy, um, I'm gonna have to go with the hot-handed Eagles. So I rarely say fly Eagles fly, but I'll go with Philly. Hot Eagles. Didn't they just lose to Washington? Well, I mean. They're still matching the best record in the league, so. All right. I think that's going to be a close one. I'll take the Colts. All right. After the new coaches win at the Raiders. There you go. Probably be a tight one there. Probably be a tight one. All right. Jets at Patriots. Jets at Patriots. I think Belichick's 13-0 the last uh, 13 meetings uh, by more than, like, 15 points. I got to go with the, the Pats. All right, I'll go the Pats with you. That's going to be a low-scoring game. It should be like maybe a seven-point game. Rams at Saints. Their quarterback, I don't know, Dalton threw blade and egg the last week. He's got to change his momentum. I'll go New Orleans. Maybe Stafford come. Oh, no? No Rams? No, the, Ram, the Rams have got all sorts of issues with, uh, with injuries. All sure. right, I'll go Saints, I guess. All right. So I guess we're, we're even on all these. Except right. I, I picked Indy. That's right. Okay, now it's now it's your turn. Lions, Giants. You know, the Giants. Didn't you pick up the quarterback for the Giants? I did. I picked your... up Daniel Jones this week because I had a quarterback on by and one that was on the questionable so list. So you're taking the Giants? So I'm going to go the Giants. Yep, the Giants it is. All right. I think the Bears just beat up the Lions. So they're going to be all wounded. So I'll go the Giants with you. All right. Panthers, Ravens. I don't know nothing. I really, I mean, the Panthers. They won last week. Baltimore, Baltimore. Yeah, they did well last week, but they can't keep that up. Baltimore. All right, I'll go Ravens. Commanders against your Texans. Yeah, I got Commanders off a commanding win last week, doing the same thing for the Texans. I'll take Washington. Raiders, Broncos. 
Um, Broncos, mile high. Yeah, I'm big into Dulcich, that rookie UCLA. What's it, the tight end is a good good guy to have right now. Uh, I'll go. You'll go Broncos? I'll go Broncos. Why not? All right, I'll go Raiders. All right, there you go. All right, Cowboys, Vikings. Now, this is a big one. And uh, being li- Dallas. Living, in Dallas, living in Dallas right now, I got to go with the hot-handed uh, uh, Cowboys in this one for sure. All right, I'll go with Brian's Vikes. All right. He works hard for us. There you go. Go get him, Brian. Bengals, Steelers. Bengals, Steelers. Oh, Cincy. Cincy's got it. Burroughs finally getting protection. I think that receiver's still not back, but I think I think they'll have too much. All right. I'll Cincy. go Bengals with you. Cincy by three. Chiefs, Chargers. You know, Mahomes is just too much. I know Schuster's not playing this week, but. I think that Casey's going to still take care of business. So, Chiefs. All right. I'll go Chiefs. Monday 49ers night. 49ers at Cardinals. Uh, Cardinals still with, with Kyler Murray, not 100%. Uh, Zach Ertz out. McCaffrey back. Uh, I got to go. I got to go with uh, 49ers this week. I'll go Niners with you. Yeah. And then the big one Bears at Falcons. I'll go nice. Bears. I'll go Bears. I might have to go Falcons on this one, buddy. I don't know. No, nah, I'll go Bears. Go Bears. All righty. That's week 11. There you go. Week 12. Here we go. Week 12. This is a good one. Thanksgiving. This is a good one. We got to get this one. Here we go. Crank Bills at Lions. Bills. is Where are they playing? Oh, at Lions. Oh, that's going to help the Bills out more. Uh, I'll go Bills over Lions by 10. I'll take the hot lions at home on Thanksgiving. There you go. Right? It's kind of the tradition to play there. Right. I've been to they, a game they, there on they, th- I've been to a game there on Thanksgiving. Yep. They beat us. They beat the, the Giants. They're kind of unfortunately on a little bit of a roll, which yeah. hurts our my bears. But I'll go lions there. All right. There Giants, at, Giants at Cowboys. I got the Cowboys all the way. The way they showed up against uh, Minnesota and the way the Lions kind of treated the G-men like stepchildren. I got to go Cowboys all the way, buddy. All right. I'll go Cowboys. Patriots at the Vikes. The Vikes bounce Patriots back. Going, unfortunately, Brian, I think <laughs> – and, and Brian's our producer, if you don't know. I, I just – the what I saw against Houston – or I'm sorry, what I saw against Dallas – the Vikes need to put a lot of puzzle pieces together to beat that other team. So I'll go, uh, I'll go Patriots for sure, definitely. I'll go Vikes. There we go. They bounce Redemption. back at home. Redemption, right? Yep. Shake off that loss. They can come back. They can. If it's between the Lions and the Vikings winning the our division, as long as it's not Green Bay, I'll go yeah. Vikes. Yeah. I'll uh, go. Bucks, Tampa Bay at the Browns. Think Tampa Bay had a bye, so I'm going Bucks. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going Bucks too. The Browns, I still they haven't really put it all together. I don't know what they're going to do with Watson if he's going to play. Brissett playing pretty solid, but I mean, not this. All right, Bengals at Titans. Great game. That defense for Cincinnati's been improving. Derrick Henry's been really dominant still. Uh, I don't think they can find a way to stop him. I'll go Tennessee. I'll go Bengals. There you go. Oh. Your Texans at the Dolphins. Yeah, Dolphins. 
You don't take your home team anymore? Uh, no, I'm not home. And, I'm not All being right. a, homer, a homer this week. I, I think the – You're not like I am with the Bears? Yeah, no, the one and eight record or what is it, a one and not? Yeah, it's we're, – Well, we're not, it, not, they, they could be two and eight in one after this week. Yeah, not after that Miami. Bye, All right, so I'll take the Dolphins after their bye, too. Uh, <laughs> Atlanta at Washington. I don't know. Let me think. I'll go Washington. Washington. You'll go Washington? Okay. Yeah, it's kind of a throw-up game for me. I don't really uh, – Washington. I'll go Washington. Why not? Broncos at Panthers. Is it, So, Broncos at Panthers. Panthers at home. All right. The, the, the Broncos have looked really mediocre, and I, I, and they were one of. I wanted them to be one of the breakout teams of the year, as far as with the changes they had at quarterback, offense, and their defense is really talented when they're not, uh, you know, on injured reserve or questionable. So I'll go Broncos. All right. Ravens Jag at the Jags. Ravens, Ravens over the Jags. All right, I'll take the Ravens. Chargers at the Cardinals. I don't want to assume that. Murray's playing, but I I assume they. I mean, he he probably should play. Well, what do you think about McCoy? Is McCoy going to play this game or? I'm taking the Chargers. You're taking the Chargers. Yeah, I'll take the Chargers too. Raiders at the Seahawks. Raiders at the Seahawks. I'm going Seahawks. I'm going Geno off a of bye week. All right, I'll go with with you on that. Seahawks. Rams at Chiefs. Yeah, I believe that the Rams don't have enough. The uh, injury bugs haunting them still. So Chiefs all the way. I'll go Chiefs. Saints at 49ers. Ooh, this is good. Well, Dalton still, I don't know what to figure at that. I don't know if Winston's going to be able to be back. I mean, it wouldn't hurt to get him back in the rotation, but I'm still going Niners. Yeah, I'll go Niners. Packers at the Eagles. Oh, at the Eagles, yeah. After that loss, the Eagles have been looking a little different. I don't know whether it is. I don't think it's injury. I don't know what it is, but I think they're going to get it back in order by then. I'll go Eagles. I'll go Eagles, obviously. <laughs> Steelers at Colts. Kenny Pickett, even though he has, I think, the worst QBR rating and one of the worst completion ratings right now, I kind of want to see him win. I'm going to go going a I'll, I'll go Steelers. Nice Monday night. I'll go Colts. All right. I think they're starting to play for their new coach. There you go. There you have it. Week 12. Week 12 in the books. All right. Week 13, buddy. Here still we go. Neck and, we're still neck and neck. Yeah, that's right. Bills and Patriots. Um, You know, it's going to be a cold weather game. Um, I just think the Bills have too much uh, for the Pats. So I'm going to go Bills. All right. I might go Patriots that night. Just someone's right. telling me. Thursday night, prime time, Belichick at home. Bill's going to have a couple tricks up his sleeve. Well, yeah. you know, the Bill's going to have a couple of tricks. I think the Patriots are going to have a couple of tricks. No, no, no. That's what I said. Is Bill going to have a couple of tricks? Oh, I thought you said the Bills. Sorry. Uh, oh, no, no. Uh, Bill and Belichick. Uh, now I'll go New England. Maybe in a tough one. There you go. Steelers at Falcons. Steelers at Falcons. Let's go. So Steelers, Mariota. Marriott at home. I'll go Falcons. All right. I'll go Falcons with you. Nice. Jaguars at Lions. Jaguars at Lions. I'll go with the hot-handed Lions at home. I think Goffs can get it done. All right. I'll go, I'll go Lions. Lions with you. Jets at the Vikings. Um, wow. Well, you know, 
Zach Wilson, his completion percentage and his the fact that they punted more than actual uh, wide receiver receptions last or two weeks ago. I'm not going to go with the Jets. I'll go with uh, yeah, I'll go with the Vikings over the Jets. All right, I'll go Vikings too. Seems like they've played at home yeah. a couple of times in a row, so they can get back up one of those. Uh, Washington at the Giants. Another Washington division. at the Giants. This is an interesting game. Can the Giants pull it together at home where they didn't against the Lions? I'm going to go uh, kind of a toss-up. You know what? I'll give the G-Men a shot. I'll go G-Men at home. Why not? I'll go, uh, I'll go Riverboat Ron in the cold. All right. There you go. All right. Titans at the Eagles. Yeah, this is going to be a tough one. Uh, uh, let's see. I'll go Eagles. Eagles over the Titans. All right. I'll go Eagles with you at home. Broncos at the Ravens. Broncos at the Ravens. Ravens are too good for the Broncos. They're not going to be able to hold them. They're going to All right. I'll go Baltimore. Baltimore. Browns at your Texans. Oh, pillow fight of the week. Maybe I'll go Texans. I'll go Texans over the Browns. Whoa. I dropped my notebook. There you go. I'll I'll go with the Browns there just to be opposite. <laughs> I could. Seattle at the Rams. Ooh, Seattle at the Rams. It's going to be Seattle. I don't know if the Rams, I mean, they've got a lot of injuries. I mean, I, I just don't know. About... I'll take the Rams. All right. It's right around where they're they're going to need a win. Yeah. Right? They're the Super Bowl champs playing at home. I'll go with the Rams there. All right. Dolphins at Niners. Ooh, this one's going to be a score, a scoring event. Let's uh, – I'll go with the Dolphins going and getting it done across the bay. All right. I'll go Niners. All right. I'm picking kind of the Niners to win that division. I think they're kind of a team that when they're clicking, they're they're pretty good. Yeah, they're, they are. Uh, Chiefs at Bengals. I think until I see the Chiefs, I'm going to go with Casey. I know they didn't play so, so well a couple weeks ago, but they're back at it. I think the Chiefs are uh, are going to get the dub. Revenge from last year, maybe. Yep, that could be true as well, sir. I'll go I'll go Bengals. I mean, oh, the Chiefs right. can't win them all. True. I'm going to sneak in a, a Bengals that night. You know, city and town will be up for it. So I'm going to go Bengals there. Chargers at Raiders. That would be a good one. California favorite. Well, I guess they're in Oakland now, or out of Oakland and Vegas now, but still. Man, I got to go Chargers on this one. It's just going to be how that – yeah, I think Palmer and and uh, the receiver for Chargers is just going to be kind of a connection that gets over. So, yeah, Chargers. I'll go Raiders there at home. There you go. Defending their turf. Uh, Saints at Bucks Monday night. Saints at Bucks. Bucks win. By 10. All right, I'll take the Bucks with you. And then, obviously, the, the big game of the week. Yeah, give it to me. Packers at Bears. Packers at the Bears. Bears by 10. All right, I'll take the Bears with you. Hey, man, Green Bay's not – they're not clicking together either. So No, they're not. They've got – You never know. We, we need some revenge from earlier in the year. Yeah, I think – Remember we were up there for that? Yeah, we went to the game, got off to a great start with Fields marching down the field, and kind of as the night went on, it just kind of faded away. But and I think I think uh, they're I getting think, better. The Bears. I think I think the Bears have a great chance to win that week. Yep. All right, that's week thirteen.
Next up, we have Super Bowl champion Bears, Gary Fensick. Played free safety, and he was the made a lot of great hits back there with Doug Plank. So I'm really looking forward to talking to another defensive player. AmericanEagle.com has over two decades of experience designing websites that produce results. Their clients come to rely on them for full line of website services, from consulting and strategy to digital marketing, hosting, and support. AmericanEagle.com is the technology partner you need if you're looking for online success. They're also the official website and digital marketing provider for the Budkus Award and the Budkus Foundation websites. And we proudly recommend the team to AmericanEagle.com. Give AmericanEagle.com a call today, 1-877-WEB-NOW-1. Welcome back. We are joined today by a former strong safety playing for the Chicago Bears from 1976 to 1987. He's a Super Bowl champion playing on the 85 Bears team, a two-time Pro Bowler, and a first-team All-Pro back in 1981. Gary Fensick, welcome to the show. So how have you been, man? We just... Just saw you at the signing. I want to let you know that, believe it or not, that was the first time that I met Doug Plank. No, really. And I talk to him every day now. Oh wow! Yeah, well, we're gonna uh, go to the. I'm gonna go down to the Super Bowl. He's like, stay with me. Yeah, five bedroom house. Well, you know, I talk to Doug probably you know at least once a month, and uh, you know we're obviously good friends. But I think for all of us, it's kind of like, okay, how are the Bears doing? And then it's how are we doing? Right. Because, right. <laughs> you know, we're getting older and, you know, I mean, Doug's got, uh, you know, I tell him, Hey, you're bionic. You should be able to play. He's got two artificial shoulders, two artificial knees. Maybe, maybe he's got something else artificial. I don't know, but it is getting <laughs> to that point now where I'm with teammates and going, Oh, I just had a knee operation, but it's not an operation or right. replacement. They're replacing right. parts. Right. And to think my dad's before that, Oh, he's going to be 80, but I think he looks great for well, I think he does, too. But, you know, then, uh, you know, you look at some of the old scars. Oh, oh yeah. my gosh. Oh, yeah, they don't even operate on you for that anymore. They just do a scope. Right. And, you know, Walter Payton was one of the first guys on the Bears to actually go up to uh, Michigan State where this doctor had created, you know, did these arthroscopic uh, surgeries. And I, I went up there and did it and had some yeah. friends up there, probably partied too much the night before <laughs> I went for the scope. Right. But now it's like they look and go, oh, yeah, we don't even operate on that anymore, which is really depressing almost. <laughs> <laughs> we had uh, Keith Van Horn in here. Well, he was telling me. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And Jimbo. Yeah. Jimbo geez. sat right where you were sitting. He was telling me about all his injuries and told me about he got someone got hurt one preseason and he in Miami or something he had to play the the whole game <laughs> told me where the rusty lish story i think oh, where, yeah, that he a, wouldn't go in yeah in san diego he wouldn't go in and yeah. and, and jimbo called timeout and ditko was like who called timeout he had to apologize before yeah. he, well, Rusty, he would uh, go in. Rusty wasn't with the Bears much longer. But, right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that game was on a Saturday, and he was yeah. on his way to his next career yeah. on Monday. I think Jim Jim told me on the on the plane when he was reading his Bible, oh. uh, Mike told him that yeah. <laughs> he, 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 God's your, will. your services aren't, yes, aren't needed exactly. here anymore. So, <laughs> yeah. right? There's so many good – you know, we played a preseason game against the Buffalo Bills at the University of Notre Dame. Oh, wow. And 
everybody was sucking wind because there were no TV timeouts because the game wasn't televised. And so, I mean, right. man, right. I'll tell you what, pro athletes are not used to not having TV timeouts. You right. may complain about them, but when you don't have them and it's right. like a high school game, sure, man, you get uh, fatigued real quick. <laughs> I remember my my dad said he would him and talk to OB and say down in Miami where he had to play the whole game, the starters and everything like that would be like, let's get in a fight, <laughs> right? So we don't have to play. Hey, I broke That's my arm. I broke my arm in 1979, the first of several uh, bad injuries that year. And I missed two games and I came back and it was against Miami and I had uh, been drafted by the Miami Dolphins. So I really wanted to play, but it was down there. Whew, man, I'll tell you what, you know, 90 degrees uh, with high humidity, you're sucking wind yeah. if you haven't played for a few weeks. You know, it doesn't take very long to get out of condition. Yeah. When my dad retired, he knew the um, the founder of Nautilus. Remember Arthur Jones? Sure. Oh, yeah. So he worked uh, in Lake Helen with him. So we moved to Deland, Florida, which is near Daytona Beach. So I know the Florida Oh the, God! The weather and the you know I, I was a rookie well. there, and you you were soaking wet by the time you got done with your stretching. Yep. And uh, or you, and then you'd shower and come out, and you're oh. soaking wet then oh, too. Oh God! Yeah, it's uh, and it'd rain every day for oh, half an hour at three o'clock. Yeah, just to kick up that, that humidity just a little bit more. <laughs> yep. So tell me, you know, growing up in Chicago, right? You, yep. Brothers and sisters, you played with sports guy or what? Yeah. Yeah, my parents are both from the South Side. My Dad went to Gage Park. My mom went to Harrison. And my dad was in education, so we grew up in Zion. And then after my freshman year in high school, we moved to Barrington. At that point, Barrington and Zion were still in the same conference. And so I played against all my good friends uh, that I grew up with for oh, nice. you know three years. And then I went out to Yale, got drafted uh, in the 10th round. Of course, they don't have 10 rounds anymore. Right. Actually, I was even, I was 10B. There was a 10A. And I got 10B. So did they, did they recruit you or did you want to go there or, or you didn't didn't think you'd be playing football? I'm just going for school. Yeah. You don't go to Yale to think about the NFL. (laughs) Right. You know, I I get these letters and people go, who is uh, one out of a 20 will say, Oh, can you answer these questions? I'm like, I'm not here to be a pen pal, but They'll say, uh, you know, who was your one of your heroes uh, in football when you were growing up? Well, I was more of a basketball player. And so, you know, your dad and Gail Sayers, I mean, you know, I was nine, right. ten years old. And um, it was, you know, it was a thrill to be drafted by the Miami Dolphins. But I was a wide receiver at Yale. And yeah, so they no, looked at me that. and they yeah. said, you're too slow to be a wide receiver in the NFL. But some people have made the transition and I actually wanted to play defensive back when I was there, the coach wouldn't switch me. So, uh, you know, they were talking about, you know, Rex Kern who'd been the Ohio state quarterback was the free safety for the Baltimore Colts. And I was like, Hey, I, I want to play safety. That'd be great. So I went down, had my, my short, well, I got cut on labor day, but I ruptured my lung on the first couple of weeks before the veterans even got to camp. And made it to the final cut, but I got cut. And I told Bobby Douglas this, and I, he probably doesn't remember, but I got hurt in this scrimmage game against the New Orleans Saints. And Bobby Douglas was with the New Orleans Saints. Oh, wow. And, you know, as growing up and watching Bobby throw hard as he can, whether the guy was five yards or 50 yards oh, away, he actually, you know, completed a, a pass, a short pass. I hit the guy and 
broke ribs and popped my lung. And so that was my, you know, my exit strategy to get up to the Chicago Bears. And then I came up here and, you know, first year I was a scrub. You know, Doug Plank was playing free safety and we had Craig Clemens, who was a number one pick playing strong safety. I came after the first game, so I was on the kickoff, punt coverage, all those yeah, things all that, that you had stuff, never done. Stuff, right? now, people don't realize this. You know, you go, oh, that guy is a backup. Nobody in the NFL has ever been a backup, probably. Right. And so all of a sudden, like, yo, yo, come on, kickoff team. You're like, what? <laughs> R3? <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> right. It's, it's not, uh, you know, the most glamorous. But I had a great rookie year, and uh, certainly things changed. And, you know, playing with – for me, with Doug, knowing that at strong safety, which I played for my first six years, you had a sweep. There was no way that that guy was cutting back because they knew Doug Plank was coming. Right. It was always they were going towards the sideline. And then I was really fortunate at strong safety to play with, uh, you know, uh, Buffon for, you know, five or six years. Oh, wow, and that yeah. was a thrill as well. Yeah. We, we, my dad said, that you know they had a pretty good defense. He'd always get the accolades and stuff, but uh, but Doug was one heck of a player. Yeah, but you know, in talking to your dad at that that signing a couple of months ago, and having you know Hampton there and and Doug Plank there, I mean, we all agreed. Hey, it used to be that hey the Bears might not win that game, but when you came off that sure. field, you knew you had played the Chicago Bears because that defense was coming. Yep. Yep. That was like, I think Green, someone from Green Bay said that too. Like, yeah. we knew if we held on, I think OB was saying, if you just held on long enough, we'd, <laughs> we'd find a way to lose in the end. <laughs> but some Green Bay players were like, strap them up, even yeah. though they were, you know, better. It was like they'd still come and hit, even yeah. though we, we weren't very good there for a while. Well, since there's no offensive people here, you know, because they always get ticked off when the defensive guys from the 85 team talk like this, but it, it would almost be like, and it, this had nothing to do with the 85 offense. Right. I played 12 years. I had one starting halfback my entire career, Walter Payton. Walter missed one game his rookie year. He played 13 years. Yeah. And so every single game I'd be watching one of the greatest, if not the greatest running back ever, guy wouldn't go out of bounds. He'd take that extra sure. you know, yard as he got tackled. And no matter how bad you thought things were, you're like, this son of a gun is not quitting and yep. you're not going to quit. But And finally it all came together, yeah. though. That was Yeah, we took a while, but it, it did come together. And, you know, sometimes you'd pimp the offensive guys going, hey, we say three and out, but you're not supposed to say right. that. Right? <laughs> Give us I a keep break. keep saying my dad, my dad, but I always bring up stories. He's like, Hold them, offense. <laughs> you know, just give us, give me, so I can yeah, take get to a the breather. Get, a, get some water. Yeah. Give me a break. Just a minute. That's just. what he would yell to the offense. Hold them <laughs> for his offense. Unfortunately, they, you know, they had the the best offensive guy in the league and the best defensive guy in the league, and still, what a they, draft. Yeah, what a draft. And though, then huh? couldn't do anything. Sixty-five. You have two first-round picks, and you get. The best player on defense and the you know Hall of Famer on offense. Wow, I mean, if I'm a scout, I'm telling that story for the rest of my life. Right. I'm sure they did. <laughs> then they right. Then they couldn't put anybody together around them. I guess it's kind of so. hard to believe, isn't it, that you can't do that? Because you know they right. they really like their and defensive they, coordinator. And I hate right? to say it, they still still can't. Well, you know, hope springs <laughs> eternal, right? I mean, we're. 
had a long week this week with guys going out and stuff like that, right? You know, this is a really, this is a real unusual situation. You know, I'm a season ticket holder and obviously we're Bear fans, but I've never been put in a position, nor have the fans, where, you know, you listen and all of us who play football, it's like, today's you got you got to play well today you got to play practice well you know it's all about the present and that's what the bear coaches have been saying not just the current ones but every one of them and all of a sudden within a couple of weeks you get rid of your best linebacker probably your best defensive player right get rid of your best pass rusher who to set a bear record the year before and before the season started you got rid of you know khalil mack and all of a sudden, you're saying, "Oh yeah, but you know, really focus. Yeah. I mean, we got to really worry about this game. Don't <laughs> worry about the season. Step up. Yeah, really, guys, got to step up. Yeah, right. There are a lot of eyes rolling there. Now, <laughs> right. having said that, I agree with everything they did. Yeah, if you step back, I'm like stockpiling draft picks, and they have supposedly, right? Not supposedly, but they have a lot of money for the cap and yep. everything like that. Maybe you just clean house. I mean, I understand. I don't. I, Robert Quinn, I understand yeah. a little bit better than Roquan. Yeah. You know, if you ask Roquan, you know, he's he came in and I think he did what he was, was expected to do. But um, he's, I talked to him the other day because he, he won the award, the Butkus Award. So I was close with him and Khalil won it. So I was close with him. <laughs> Who's next? They, they don't want to be close to you. <laughs> <laughs> well, when they win it. Yeah, that's true. When they well they that where it's college so so yeah it it's going to be you know just different and yeah let's face it this whole season isn't about the defense it's not about the offensive line it's not about the wide receivers it's not about the salary cap it's all about do we have a quarterback right and if Fields is the guy then you have cap you've got yeah draft choices and what you do you can, think about Fields I think is he the guy I think it's still too early yeah. I mean, he's. I think he feels more comfortable. I think they, you know, they're developing plays where he seems to be more comfortable. But you never know. And you know, there are a lot of good right. college quarterbacks who don't make it in the NFL. And one of the, you don't think about it, but you always pick these great quarterbacks from great programs, whether it's Clemson, Alabama, Ohio right. State, and yeah. they could smoke a cigarette. Yeah, they could smoke a cigarette back there. Because they have five number one draft choices in front of them. And so they can look here and then look here. And there's no, yeah. you get in the NFL. It's like, you know. You're, right. You got yeah. zero point. You're, you're with the worst team. I mean, by, you know, if sure. you're by draft choices. And so, yeah, we're already telling you, you're <laughs> not going to be Ohio State. So you're <laughs> going to be running run. for your life. Yeah. Uh, but hopefully, you know, you start to develop the rhythm. And, you know, if you look at the, I went on to the websites and you're looking the success ratio for first or second round players getting to let's say a second contract is right. 50% or less. So you have all these scouts, you have all of this tape you can watch or, you know, yes. and, you never, and know. you never know. So what is that secret ingredient that, you know, good scouts have to be able to project a player from college into the NFL. Yeah. Now you're a wide receiver and you got hands. I mean, it's a lot easier, I think, to make right. that assessment. Although you look, the Bears thought, you know, what five six years ago they got Kevin White, stud, right, right body, yep, just not and, and moved up to get Mitch. Yeah, 
Yeah, right. <laughs> I love him to death. He's a, he's, he's a, a good friend great, of mine too. He's but, a great, great but guy. like I think it was then when they're like we could have you know then there's the woulda coulda yeah coulda had Mahomes coulda had Watson yeah. yeah a lot of people and everybody had thinks you know Fields is going to be a Mahomes in year one or two right those are exceptions to the rule I think right like a Mahomes but if you look you know I think that some teams now are saying look it is a crapshoot with the draft. And so we'll be more active in free agency right. where now we can say this guy we know can play in the NFL. Right. And he can play in my 4-3 or 3-4, my offensive set, whatever that is. And I'll give away a fourth or fifth because the probability of that fourth or fifth choice being a starter on my team. Right. It's got to be less than 10%. And so, I, you know, I you can see where – take someone from Pittsburgh, okay? Now you got a wide receiver with right. a big I, body. Yeah. And, yeah. I, I, I like that kid. Yeah, I do too. I mean, even though he went to Notre Dame. Yeah, yeah. I, I can forgive him for You that. know, my son went to USC. Oh, yeah, did yeah. really? Yeah, so he's still out in L.A. Once you go there, it's <laughs> kind of hard to come back. Oh, yeah, I love Chicago. I love February <laughs> yeah, in L.A. Right. versus Why, Chicago. Right. That's where I go when the, when the snow hits. Yeah. I'll visit all my immediate families out there. What um, have you had a chance to to meet the new regime oh, for yeah. the Bears? You yeah. like them? Yeah, I well, I think that I like them. I think they're talented, and Everflus I think just has a lot of energy. Yeah, and good coaching staff. They have a chief of staff now. I mean, I I looked the other day at the 1985 uh, picture, and there were eight coaches on that coaching staff. Uh, today, I think the Bears have 20. Two, I was going to say Nagy had 29, 29 coaches. Yeah. I mean, so you have to be a really good manager when you have that many people just for your own coaching staff. But think about that. They have a safety coach, and there are only are there three or four safeties. And then you've got cornerback coach. And then you got – I think you might have an inside and outside linebacker Sure, coach. you have a coach for everything. Yeah. And, um, and an assistant. Yeah. So it's um, – <laughs> it's just a different game, <laughs> a different game. Yeah, yeah. God love the Bears. But I do think that if you look at it from a fan perspective, hopefully in a positive way, that, you know, you get some draft choices, but if we get Fields to, you know, he's improving and he's the guy. And so you've got, you know, an offensive line that every week changes <laughs> and yet they're doing a great job on uh, run production. Yeah. And so – there, there are some positives. Wide receivers, they've picked up all these, you know, vagabonds from right. different teams. It doesn't seem to be working, but hopefully that will work. Right. And then on defense, you need a, you know, and I think they would admit it, you need a good defensive tackle and you need a guy who can actually get to the quarterback. Yeah. And that's why if we had 100 pennies here and uh, you have to put all these pennies on the 22 positions, forget the kickers, where would your most pennies go? They're going to go to the quarterback. But after that, when you start to look at where your pennies are going on the defensive side of the of the ball, not many pennies going to a 3-4 inside linebacker. Right. Or, in my day, Wilbur Marshall. I right, saw, I uh, but, but you only had, you know, the tight end was still a, a, a key part in two backs. Right. You didn't have three receivers as what is today the normal set. So today the Will linebacker isn't on the outside, you know, like Lawrence Taylor. Right. He's, he lo almost looks like an inside linebacker. Right. And are you going to really pay that guy? 
And I think that's where you get. I, I bet you the Baltimore Ravens are not going to keep Roquan either because no. they haven't solved their quarterback, who's also representing himself. That's but right. that's going to be really the issue is like, hey, you might be a great player. Hey, I led the team in tackles a lot of the years that I played. But that's probably not a good reflection of your defense when right. your safety is well, a leading I, tackler. I, I agree. I've heard that before. Yeah. But Roquan was saying, hey, uh, you know, I lead the NFL in tackles, but so what? Because if we had Dan Hampton here or Richard Dent or any good defensive lineman, they'd say, of course you get the tackles because we're, <laughs> we're doing our we're job. We're doing our job and stuffing all these guys, and you're supposed to get the – I mean, they do right. this all the time to Singletary. Sure. Like, oh, Mike, well, you, you you were great. You had right. all these tackles. You we had to stuff all the guys, and all you had to do was get the tackles. I think Brian had Ted Washington. Absolutely. And, right. It's so, if, yeah. so, so Roquan didn't really get a lot of sacks, uh, you know, really doing the stuff that right. changes the game. I mean, it, hey, I'm not saying that he wasn't a really good player. Right. But, you know, you're going to have a quarterback situation with the Baltimore Ravens, and you're not going to give $20 million a year to an inside linebacker. I don't think. Right. Could be wrong, but we'll see. Right. But I know the Bears had to have come to that decision saying, we know that we need a three-technique defensive tackle. They they need an inside guy. They know they need a great pass rusher. And it's probably going to be coming from a defensive end as opposed to a linebacker position. Those are two high draft choice possibilities and then needs. And you need need someone in the offensive line. Well, I, I, yeah, that's right. But, you know, offensive, that's, defensive line. Yeah, but, but the offense, the I always wonder. I wish I had Thayer here because, you know, he'll talk on and on about, you know, how the unit works as a de- as an offensive line, but I think he's right. I mean, you need yep. one really good guy, but the rest of it's really kind of measured by how is the unit really doing? And I think that's true in, in secondaries as well, but you really need good cornerbacks. Right. And you yeah, know, you're, you you're going against that unbelievable. Corner, it you, could be like it changes the game. All right, I could bring somebody over and yeah. So I think that there's going to be a lot of changes, but hopefully during the year we're going to see improvements on all these different units. And hey, they're not the, the bear coaching staff or uh, right. you know uh, polls. They're not, they knew they're not. You know, if they had the a truth serum, they, yeah. Well, they can't. They can't go on and TV going. Yeah, you know, we're just kind of hey, we're going for the picks. What are we going to say? Hey. We're going to try our best, but if we lose 49 to three, in the end of the day, who cares? I mean, did, except for did the quarterback play well? And if you only got three points, he didn't play well. Right. Right. <laughs> right. You know, one thing, I mean, the quarterbacks for the Bears over the last 10 years, they're pretty good at taking a hit because they're getting yeah. hit a lot. I mean, Trubisky got hit a lot. Fields, he's getting, he's getting, well, he's the most sacked this yeah. year. So I got that going for me, which is yeah. Nice. yeah. I was watching the Dallas game, man. Dallas came out to play. Oh, they was just everything. Oh man, everything was clicking. You know, it, and, that, on both sides. Oh, was, and yeah. then I was like, New England. We looked. I thought we it was our, one of our best games we played in a long time. Yeah, you know what the key is? It needs to rain really hard. <laughs> yeah. We're good when it rains really right. hard. Right, like get, Frisco. Oh, man, that was... If it was a sunny day, I don't think we win that opener. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, hey, uh, we're, we're thinking positive, though. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. So then after you played, you stayed in Chicago and went into business. Yeah. So I, pretty successful at that, I hear. Yeah. Well, it's it's worked out well. But I do think that most players today are looking going, at some point, as you start to see the exit, 
and you, sometimes you don't see it as soon as you know, usually you don't see it as soon as the coaches right. make the assessment. But what are you going to do afterwards? And when I was playing, you still had three months off. Today, it's a twelve month a year uh, situation, so you don't really get to test anything. So you can come out when you you might have a great career and be 32, 33 years old yeah. and have never done anything than play football. And so, you know, you get out of USC, I get yeah. out of Yale. My dad, got, can, he's like, what do I do bet? What do I love second best when I'm 33? Right. And, <laughs> and you know what? All your friends have already gone through that. They've already changed one or two jobs. And by the time they're getting to the 30s, you hope that they right. have found the job that they're going to do for the rest of their career. Or you come out 32 or 33, you don't have anybody else who's going through what you're going through. Right. And that's a pretty tough, it's a lot tougher than people realize. <laughs> right, that and that the trend. money wasn't the same. Yeah. And so that, it's, yeah, I get like, oh, he played in the NFL, but still, I, yeah. there's 80, 50 more years of my life that I have to figure yeah. out. So that transition today is probably even more difficult than it was 20 years ago, 30 years ago. And if you, you know, saved up the money, it's it's not so much the money. It's what are you going to do for the rest of your life? Right. And maybe you haven't even graduated from college. And so what right. I see are several players will come for some help or guidance or whatever. And a number of them are going, hey, I'm not going to do that. That's like below me. And it's like, wait a minute. One, I don't want to embarrass you, but did you graduate from college? But if you show the same humility, hard work, ethics, attitude that got you to the NFL, you're going to do really well in Chicago. Yeah. Really well. But I think really well anywhere because people are going to go, hey, that guy really wants, you know, he's humble and he recognizes that he has to earn his way and he's sure. not afraid to do that. And we know he's competitive. There's a question about that. Right. We know he's team oriented. And so I think people will give you the benefit of the doubt, but you've got to show those characteristics <laughs> right. and that humility as well. I think I see a, a little bit of it with without sports people today coming out, going, "Where's the yeah? Where's the hundred thousand dollar job? Yeah, it's like, wait a minute, I've been here ten years, and you got to start." Yeah, so I think that you know it, it's difficult, granted. but for a lot of these guys, it you know it might be a little bit of a challenge, but again, you have those characteristics. But for me. I worked in real estate, uh, my first job. But about two years into the job, we ran into a pretty severe real estate recession. And so I started thinking about, you know, what else would I want to try? I'm, you know, still kind of young. Sure. So uh, I talked to Jim Finks, who was the president right. of the New Orleans Saints at that time, who had been the general manager of the Bears when yeah. I was there. And um, I was doing the Bear Radio, so we were down in New Orleans, and I asked if I could have breakfast with him. And was talking, kind of beating the, around the bush a little bit, saying, you know, Jim, I'm kind of rethinking uh, things, and I'd like to know what your thoughts might be if I was to go into management. I didn't want to be a coach, uh, but, you know, try to be a wannabe GM path or something like that. And Jim looked at me, he goes, I think you'd be really good at that. <laughs> I was kind of shocked. I go, really? He goes, yeah, take a look. You got an MBA, uh, which I got when I was playing from Kellogg at Northwestern. Uh, went to Yale undergrad, you know, all pro, 12 years at a mm -hmm. Super Bowl and all that. He said, but you've got to probably make two moves from Chicago in maybe five or six years. He said, I'd support you on that. And I, I really appreciated it. But I had just gotten married and I told my wife I was right. never leaving Chicago. So that 
probably wasn't going to go over too well. So right. I didn't do it. But I do think that, you know, we see a lot of ex-players now who are coaching, getting into, you know, general management. Why not? I'm almost yeah. surprised, and maybe teams do this, where they can see, you know, you're in your last two or three years, maybe encouraging you, saying, hey, have you ever thought about this? Right. I mean, Ron Rivera. Right. Because you know, they can spot those guys, yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, you can, you know, there are guys, and I think, it's hard for a Hall of Fame player to actually be a really good coach. You look at like basketball, right. Larry Bird, or these guys, because they are so naturally talented in a lot of ways right. that they can't really appreciate how hard it is for everybody else. Right. And but if you see, you know, some of these backups, I mean, Ron Rivera, he said he stood next to Buddy for years. Yeah, and, oh, I remember yeah, sure. I was the ball boy back yeah. then. Yeah. So so there was a lot to pick up and. You know, I think that the 85 Bears probably has as many, if not the most ex or current right. NFL coaches. coaches. I mean, or you know, that are still in the game. Right. Yeah. So, you know, Leslie yep. Frazier is a defensive coordinator. Singletary, yep. obviously. Jeff Fisher, my backup. Yeah. Uh, Trojan, and, fellow Trojan. Yes, fellow Trojan. <laughs> and then, and then you got Rivera. Yeah. So you got four guys who played on that 85 team yep. who were head coaches in the NFL. Pretty extraordinary. And then, well, Doug coached a little bit. Yeah, too, right? right. I mean, he he, he just missed. The you know what? Five, yeah, right? he did. Yeah, it's too bad, man. Yeah, I remember the hit that ended his career. It was up in up in Detroit, and he hit this wide receiver and Otis. I mean, he nailed both of them really yeah. hard, and um, he ended up having you know some type of uh, numbness in his leg, and that <laughs> yeah, that was kind of it. And he was, didn't. Yeah, he didn't uh, play after that. I think that was what? That was 82, 83. He missed it by a couple of years. And it's a shame because, right. you know, you look at Doug. I mean, geez, the defense was named after him for the 46 defense. But Terry Schmidt was our cornerback, and he got cut. You know, he'd been with the Bears, you know, all these years. And then yeah. Jim Osborne, his last year was 84. You know, yeah. even my last year was 87, and we went on strike. <laughs> and I was like, oh, God, I'm just ready to roll, get out of here. But the next year, I'm in, you know, the January really cold night watching the Bears host the 49ers. Uh, and the winner, it's the NFC Championship game. The winner goes to the Super Bowl. And I'm in there going, I, I want them to win, but do they have to right. go back to the Super Bowl my first year out? Right. I mean, you, you can't help but think about that. Right. But I didn't have to worry. They got pummeled pretty bad <laughs> I remember how we were up. I think we lost to San Francisco the year before, right? I remember that. I think they did the the guy McIntyre and all yeah. that. But you know, people forget Jim McMahon couldn't play that game. Yeah. And you know, if you don't have your starting quarterback, it's yeah. it's really difficult to win games. I had two picks off of Montana in the first half. And I was like, "Wow, I own this guy." <laughs> Now, we were down six nothing at half, and we were crying in the locker room after the game. I think we lost twenty three nothing. It was, it was tough. I mean, you know, you yeah. get and I, you know, I, I wonder. I have sometimes uh, fans will write in and go, "Can you put Super Bowl twenty champs?" And I'm like, you know, I, I, I really am tempted to just write to them. You know, when you win the Super Bowl, you don't need to put champs because I doubt that the guys on the New England Patriots are putting Super Bowl 20. 
I bet you I, I just doesn't seem or right. Super that, Bowl 20, 22, 24. <laughs> right, yeah, but they can't put that one down because they lost the game. What are you right. going to put? All oh, AFC champs? Right. So, But like you said, we, we were talking earlier, but uh, like fan mail, it's crazy stuff. So we get, oh, that's what was the dickbutkus.com. So he would always get, my dad would always get like three addresses earlier than than his address oh so we're always like where where did this come from and stuff like that so he'd give it to me instead he had a, a return to sender stamp just stamp <laughs> right and i'm like hey, those are your fans yeah, you know what I mean? yeah and then when i took over and created dickbutkus.com i was just like just give me all that so i call them and explain to them you know this is the way you do it oh wow send it to me and i'll walk it up there so Weird stuff find, finds and it's and it's a stack. It's not, yeah, you know what I mean. Did. And it's every day. Yeah, yeah. You, so. I don't know how you know. How does someone like Tom Brady? Come on, I mean, you just you can't right. possibly. I remember, even if you wanted great, to, great even if story. you wanted to, you couldn't yeah. do it. I think when he played, my my mom's mom said her. You know, you have tickets. You know, everybody's bugging you when you play. So the fan mail was my grandma on my mom's side. And, you know, and you know, some of the letters that he probably got, yeah. you know, like, so she's like, what? Yeah. You know, yeah, like, there's a... he would laugh because some of them were tape mail and, you know, you get all kinds of stuff. Yeah. So, but she was in charge I, of the I'll mail. tell you though, today there, it's amazing to me what people have. I mean, like an autograph session. So I'm <laughs> with we... your dad. I mean, you're like, wow, people bring their own stuff. You go, whoa. That is really cool. Or yeah. I've never seen that picture. Or every one of those letters is handwritten. Yeah. And I mean, it's not like a, a couple of them might be form letters, but right. they're, they're saying, oh, really enjoyed the way you, I mean, it, you have this relationship with people you don't even know, but right. they're Bear fans, you yep. know, or they're NFL fans. Yep. And they're not just, I mean, 99% of them are coming from the United States, but I had one last week from Seoul, Korea, Japan, and you're like, whoa. The first, when I started that dickbutkus.com, the first helmet I sold was from Albania. And I'm like, this is BS. But I, I did it, went through the, you know, went through it, got it signed, back packaged it up and sent it off. And a month later or whatever, got a thank you. And, yeah. Oh, my God. I, I gave, I had tickets. So in 1986, after the Super Bowl, we went to Wembley Stadium in the UK. I was there. And... Played uh, the Dallas Cowboys. Cowboys. And then the next year, the Vikes. Yeah. And I was gone by then. Right. Yeah, oh, right. the yeah. Goatberg there? Yeah. I didn't. I, I heard that was a great trip. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could have made that one. I really enjoyed uh, the one in London. And so at the end, I had one of my closest friends was there, and I had two extra tickets. I go, hey, just go outside the stadium and give it to someone who really wants to go there. See if you, know, you can find a Bear fan and just give them the tickets. And so he did, it was an Irish guy. And he uh, sent me this really nice gift afterwards and just said, we've never been to an NFL game. I, my son, oh, thank you and all that. So this week I got a letter from that guy. Wow. Like it was an email and then a letter. And it was his grandson was going to the Dallas Bear game. So it was a couple of weeks ago. And could you just send him a little note saying, hey, I hope you enjoyed your first NFL game. And they had, you know, a 45 jersey on this kid who's like nine years old. 
Yeah, it's yeah. amazing. It really is amazing. Yeah, fans. My and my, it's weird that um, you know my dad's a humble guy, and you know he's, he never thinks of people. You know, want to want his autograph or whatever. I think he never, never grasped. You know, just people growing up loving the game, and yeah, you played the game. You both played the game how it should be played, and fans, fanatics, right? Yeah, I mean. Then they, they were bringing in, you know, mailboxes and <laughs> bear carve-outs. Oh. And it's, that's a great city to, I mean, you would you would probably agree. You do well here. It's a good city with the fan oh, base. Absolutely. And it's a great and, place. And that's true for all sports. I mean, you know, when you're playing, you right. get to know the Hawks, who are your contemporaries. Sure. Not so much the baseball players as much, but, God, I can remember, you know, the rookie year of Michael Jordan, I was doing something at – Bigsby and Crothers, a clothing store. He was outside with uh, his girlfriend, who became his wife, just kind of like leaning in the back of his car. And you're like, wow, this is before right, you became right. Michael Jordan. And uh, it was pretty funny. I went after a, I was uh, going to a Bulls game, had dinner with some people afterwards. And I was in this restaurant and I was, I went around the corner and, uh, MJ is with uh, Richard Dent, uh, Otis Wilson, uh, Charles Barkley, and a couple of other guys. And so, hey, uh, saying hello to O and those guys. And I introduced myself uh, to Michael, and he goes, why, why did you do that? Uh, because I, I'd met him a lot sure. of times. But I know that, if, you know, I tell my wife, if I'm not sticking that hand out, you better say, hey, hi, my name's Sandy. Right. And because I... You're not going to sure. remember everybody. No, I, I mean, yeah. you know, come on. People come up to you. It's yep. like 10 years after they're like, You're like 12 years old and they're getting an autograph. They're like, hey, remember, remember I was at the uh, the Jewel and you were there? And you're like, right. oh, yeah, right. right. So anyway, I told him, Michael goes, why or, did you do that? I said, well, you know, uh, just wanted, you know, all white guys kind of look the same. Right. And he goes, I know who you are, Gary, so you don't have to do that. <laughs> well, we'll see. Maybe if I ran into him now, I go, who are you again? Right. But no, you're right. It's and and I don't know about you know if you get any of the family, you know, like I went to, oh, I went to school with your dad. And <laughs> does he remember? Does he have a cousin? And <laughs> yeah, like, like I'm, so I I will. Yeah, I we get a kick out of it. I, hey, what, I, like I, when people write in, I converse with my uh, dad. Actually, I, I like, actually have one guy? of my favorite pictures. Is this guy brought a big picture? And it was us standing at attention uh, at the national anthem in Dallas. And I just loved it because it, the photographer, and I'd never seen this picture, was like laying on the ground. And we were lined up, hand over our hearts, you know, uh, helmet to right. the left, because Ditka wanted to outdo the Cowboys who did that. And he was going to, and we practiced. We literally practiced uh, on practiced a Friday. Going, you know, the, hey, everybody get in line, toes on the white line and across the line. But what's really cool about this is that given where we're at in this environment, where people are talking about, you know, military and whether you're pro or con, whatever, it was such a cool picture. Yeah. And I asked the guy, I said, hey, could I get a copy of that? And the guy was really nice. And a couple of weeks later, and this was a big picture. Yeah. And, he gave it to me, and I really appreciated that. We, um, I don't know if you remember or, or got to um, say hello to Bobby that day. Bobby Hall. Oh, was at the, yeah, yeah. Oh, sure. I every time I'm at it. So event, when we yeah. went by, he had uh, his driver or his fun or his friend or whatever had brought out this box, 
And they was, he was like, I know Bobby runs into Dick every now and then. So he brought out this box and he opened it up and he was giving it, he want, he gave it to my dad. And it was all these photos, like new photos. Like we've, I was yeah. looking at my dad. I'm like, I've never, cause that was a goal of mine setting out is I kind of wanted to maybe capture every photo of my dad that's out there. So he opens up this box man, and it was like, <laughs> wow, we've never seen these before. And he's like, I know, you know, these, and some of them were like all marked up and everything. So we got him and he's like, Hey, if you need copies, but it was pretty crazy to see a lot of new stuff and to see my dad's face. Like, I, I don't, well, I remember that, but I've never seen it before. But you know, just, I think one of the worst things is just how bad the football cards are of the photos they actually take. I mean, it's almost like you could not take an uglier picture. Sure. Of you know, it's like you're you're coming off. You just took your helmet off and you're dead tired. <laughs> and they're oh, that's that's your uh, tops football card for the year. Like I mean, you th right. there isn't like or maybe like there's one. Oh yeah, exactly the Heisman <laughs> Trophy thing or something like that. But I'm like, you know, it's just brutal. Your entire life, all you got are these ugly football cards. You're like, yeah. couldn't you have, like, couldn't you have, like, I approve this one? Or could you use Ask? this one? Right. Or or this this is a really good position, you know, right. for, like, your tackling or something like that. <laughs> I've got one where it's so bad where I'm making a tackle against the Falcons, and I think Singletary's, like, above me, but, like, I'm on my, like, one knee. It's, it's a really bad, right. it's not a Almost good tackle. Almost could be a, a one for Singletary. Well, sounds. yeah, or it sounds <laughs> no, like, yeah, right. Or, it. no, it looked like, you You're know, still really, down you know on like, this looks to me like I'm going to get run over and on my back, you know? <laughs> or it's like, oh, that's Earl Campbell. He's killing me. <laughs> <laughs> You're like this. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, people, you know, they go, uh, favorite, uh, hardest uh, running back you ever went against, uh, Earl Campbell. Earl Campbell, that's it. I mean, it's... Is it hands down? Oh, it's not even close. Right. I mean, he wasn't the quickest, the fastest, the most elusive and all that, but he wasn't looking to do that. Yeah, he was looking to run you it. over, and he's pretty damn good at doing it. It's the only time I've really been knocked out. Doug Plank told me, hey, I just took my hand, put it in your back, and I kind of stumbled over <laughs> to, to the yeah. to sideline. But we lost the game, and I came back in. But as you know, you roll up the safety, you know, everybody's just sure. running it between the, the the guards. And I got run over by him like the last three plays of the game. I'm going, all right, you are the best. You are the best. <laughs> I see him at the at the Hall of Fame. Oh, no, he's not doing well, is he? He's not well, he's not uh no, he's in a wheelchair, but he's he he's got a lot of businesses and in in uh, Texas, but well, I'm glad to hear he's that. a good guy. Uh, yeah. He, yeah, you know what? It's so fun now to kind of run into guys, and you're like, "Wow, it's been 20 or 30." You know, it could be James Lofton or someone like yeah. that. But we are all very fortunate to participate in something that is uh, enormously popular, yep. and it was Only really rewarding. Few people can do it, right? Know? And you know what? You can say, "Oh, you didn't make much money." It really wasn't about the right. money. I mean. It was, way, right? It wasn't the the main drive. As a matter of fact, I think if you were playing for the money, you would never play very long, right? Because it's just there's just too much pain and all the yeah. injuries you get, and you would say this just isn't worth it. But it is worth it, and right. I, I'd certainly well, glad like, I had the opportunity to play. And like you hear the question before, I think everybody. I mean, I played up until you know college and at SC and won a Rose Bowl stuff like that. 
But you've had the question, would you do it again? Absolutely. And I'd right. And all that seems like the older generation or not the older, your generation and the older I met my dad, like everybody would do it again. Yeah. I think it'd be interesting to see who would play today in today's game if you weren't making the money. Um, yeah. Like who would actually go out there and you love the game that much, but you're not getting $25 million a year. I still There'd still be people out there, but yeah. I don't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's um it's these injuries and even in other sports, you know, right? You get a blister in baseball, you're out. Or basketball, you sprain a finger. It's just I just laugh incredible. at uh, the the changes, and I'm involved with this group in Boston, uh, Concussion Legacy Foundation. So you get to hear all the sad stories, and um, you know, I didn't realize even with like ALS with uh, Steve McMichael, right? You could really get head injuries that would lead to or could lead to the development of ALS. So, having said all of that, my daughter played D three. Uh, soccer, and they're screaming at everybody to win the 50-50 headers, and they're not wearing anything. And when my son, his fraternity was near where the USC soccer team, women, which won the national championship, watching them play was scary. Right. I mean, no equipment whatsoever, and just girls going out with concussions, and they're like, oh, sure, you'll be fine. It's like, Yeah, (laughs) Right, and and like you're saying, and and thinking back, maybe not that a, like a safety or a defensive back, you know, like maybe I'm not saying that's that's easier, but maybe less compound than like a lineman, right? Who's hitting? Well, I mean, like hitting like every play. Oh yeah, but I mean, not play. even that. Every and then play, you start that, at Pop yeah. Warner. Yeah, and think about it. But that Pop that Warner def- high school, you're yeah, you've been pounding heads every. When I first came in, people were still basically the defensive line was wearing cast on their arms, and they would just pummel that offensive tackle in the head every single time. Completely, yeah, right, exactly right. And you're like, Dad had it looked like pads, but it was like a cast. Oh yeah, I I do that. Yeah, you put. Yeah, it looks like you've just taped your uh, your forearms. Like, yeah, there's hard plastic underneath that. I mean, I'm going to be. There's a couple of highlights. Yeah. I know he's just swinging it. Oh, God. Those backs were getting pissed off. <laughs> you know, Doug, Doug uh, Plank invited me to a golf tournament a couple of years ago uh, in my hometown, Barrington. And I said, all right, Doug, I, I grew up there about, you know, two miles away. And it was run by uh, Joe DeLamalure, the whole okay. fame. Yep. Guard, the guy know, that walks across. He does a great job yep. for this charity. Yep. And I said, Doug, does Delama Laura remember that play in Buffalo? And Doug goes, no, no, he's he's never mentioned it. Right at the end of a play. I mean, the play's really over. Doug just cheap-shotted him, just nailed him. And he didn't know as he got up and he was furious, whether it was me or Doug. And he right. started chasing us like we were in a playground. And then he had to go back to the huddle, and then he beat the crap out of Jim Osborne, our defensive tackle, who knew, who had seen what had happened. He goes, right. Doug, you know, cheap shot your own guys. <laughs> and uh, But the hits, you know, are— Or Jim should have said it was Doug, oh, yeah. not me. And, you know, I only played <laughs> one year. I think it was one year before they introduced, uh, you, you know, five yards, you know, you can't touch them. Right. Man, those were glory days for uh, for the defensive backs. Minnesota, Paul Krause, he has, I think, 72 interceptions, career interceptions, <clears throat> Hall of Famer, great guy. 
And I said, yeah, Paul, but you know what? Half of those had to be punts because someone would, the quarterback would start to throw the ball. Someone would wipe out the wide receiver. Right. And the ball would just, you know, nobody but you there. (laughs) wonder you got so many interceptions. Those were glory days. Right. 85 Bears, of course. Were you, is that your defining moment in your career was winning the Super Bowl or can't be any better? Yeah. I mean, I never, no, thought, I was, I was yeah. there with on the sideline there in, in, in New Orleans. Yeah. You, you look back and think, you know, all the seasons are important and there are demarcation lines like losing that San Francisco 49er NFC championship game in 84. We were crying in that locker room. Yeah. And so uh, the next year, for the first minicamp, we got together. Ditka basically said, hey, last year was a good year, but second best isn't good enough. Right. And he locked us in for the whole year. Yeah, that, and people that go, year was great. oh, it was. And there, and offensively and defensively, that, you know, I don't know, it was a fourth or fifth game of the year when we went back to San Francisco and brought out our, you know, yeah. uh, well, brought the fridge out, had Jim McMahon healthy, and sure. we beat them up. <laughs> And we went down to Dallas. That was a really big game. And I had a close friend of mine uh, who had come from the UK. And I said, hey, Greg, if we win this game, I think we have a chance to go to the Super Bowl. I had never beaten. That was my 10th year. I had never beaten the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. I mean, we'd gotten pummeled in the playoffs from them. Right. It didn't matter. Preseason regulations. <laughs> Just had their and way with could us. probably always wanted to beat them. But Absolutely. Like never did. And so we, you know, we win that game 44 to nothing. And then we go the next week and beat Atlanta like 36 to nothing. And then we go down to Miami. Hey, yeah, we got to take it to that. us. Yep. And, you know, Jim McMahon didn't start the game. I yep. He did. He told me a story a couple of years ago. I didn't realize he finished that game because Fuller got hurt. Yeah. And, and I, Fuller, Tom Zach, and McMahon, yeah. right? So, yeah. But Mike. so. So we went back, and on that was a Monday night game. Tuesday, we did the Super Bowl shuffle video. <laughs> like, and Fuller, there's only two white guys, me and right. Fuller, and, the, and people go, oh, you can't dance and you can't sing. I go, but you're better than that Fuller. He does, you know, he was hurt. He, he had a bad leg. So all he could do is take one step in, one step out. So you're damning me with faint praise by even telling me that. But, um, you look at that and go, okay, the NFL today would sue you for trademark infringement. Can't call it Super Bowl shuffle. Sure. I would have never done that. From Chicago, no one had won anything in Chicago since the 63 Bears. Right. And so uh, it wasn't until like 10 years ago that Willie Gall finally, it just bothered me that I'd be so stupid to do that during the season. He goes, no, no, it's called a shuffle. It wasn't called the Super Bowl shuffle, but they changed it after sure. you know, they tell us. And the NFL, oh, then we got to use our jerseys. Oh, did we ask for permission? <laughs> no. We just took our right. jerseys. I Probably our equipment guy, oh, yeah, you guys need jerseys? For yeah, yeah, bring them out. So it's so funny how, you know, that's like so naive. And yet, hey, back then the NFL was still really big as well. It's right. just how things have changed uh, quite a bit. But, when you know, just to finish up, though, so uh, we beat the Cowboys, and then we have that preseason game over in Wembley. And, man, I'll tell you, as fun as it was, and we partied and had a great time, that game – Everybody was, all right, these are the Cowboys. We still want to kick their yeah. butt. <laughs> some, yep. And we did, and it was great. Oh, and, yeah. then, and then we had to we had to take a flight back 
to Iowa through Chicago uh, via Dublin because you, they had noise pollution uh, <laughs> rules. So we went from, okay, get on the plane afterwards, go from London to Dublin, then fill up the plane, then go to uh, Chicago, then get off there, fly to Des Moines, and then bus back. And the moment we got back to training camp in Platteville, drug tested us. Drug tested us. <laughs> we went on strike. We oh, you can't do that. Yeah, can't. And, and the union, yeah, you, you know, you, they can't do that. Right. And so we, Jeez. we didn't practice for like a day. <laughs> and then the end, then the, then it was like, oh, the union came back. Oh, actually, you, you do have to, pra- you do have to take the test. Right. And I remember, okay, well, oh, I remember asking through or so, oh, yeah, or two. So, yeah, exactly. Gosh, what a great experience. Do you, though. do you uh, put? Any of that, you know, like the, the, you know, the Ditka and the Walter Payton, you know, not scoring a touchdown. What's your kind oh, of view? I never on knew. That? I never knew anything about that. Right. Just you're in the game and yeah. you just didn't. And I don't think, I talked to a couple guys, so I'm not saying it didn't happen. I had no idea it did that Walter was really upset about that. Uh, I don't think that Mike Ditka or any head coach is responsible for individual. Issues. Right, or like I, this I wasn't is, me on purpose not no, giving right. him the ball. No. We were just. I mean, maybe if someone had the, said, "Hey, you know what, Walter's never," you know, you're like, "Oh, maybe." But even then, I, I, why would you bring that up to me, the head coach? I'm trying to win this game, and everything's going well. Now, I gotta say, it just shows how human Walter was. That even though he had, you know, the greatest running back, all these accolades and everything else. He, just like me, just like anybody else, dreams of being in that Super Bowl at some point when you're a little kid right. and you, you're the guy who gets the interception to take it in to win the score. You're the one who blocks the kick. You're the one who catches the ball or throws the ball or whatever. And he's no different than the rest of us. And so I understand why he would be disappointed, but I don't think anyone really recognized right. that. It's- he right. was just like the rest of yep. us. We he has been dreaming about this his entire life as well. So I think it's unfortunate that that in any way taints how unselfish Walter was. Right. And what yep. a great teammate and player. I, I doubt it it has much of an impact. But it's it's too bad that it happened. But uh, but yeah. he was uh, God, what a great player. And then was the year after that, we'll close that up. Well, the year after that was like, right, we're, we're good. Why, why didn't we win the year afterwards? Huh. Some guys leave or well, uh, Wilbur, did he go to Washington? No, or, that was after. Or it's like you had your team in pretty much intact, right? You know, I think it's true uh, as we're talking about injuries with the current Bear players. Jim McMahon was not our quarterback in the playoffs. We went 14 and two. We set these records on defense. Buddy Ryan had left. Right. And we knew that uh, Buddy had talked to me about it, you know, probably two weeks or a week before. I had written a letter uh, to George Hallis to keep Buddy's job uh, when Neil Armstrong, the head coach, got fired. And then George showed up at a practice and said, Your coaches will be back. And so uh, Buddy and I were very tight, you know, yeah. one of his pallbearers. But you lose your defensive coordinator. You're always going to have some injuries. Flutie came in, and Doug had a great career with Buffalo. But man, it was just it just <laughs> didn't work in Chicago, and and so it was just kind of a mess. And yeah. you know, it just shows you, you know, just how 
the slightest right. little yep. things that are you off. You need to and, catch lightning yeah. in a bottle. To... And, we, and we didn't. And Washington beat us at home, and it was a close game. And then the next year, Jim came back, but we, you know, we were back from strike. And that was just a very divisive thing as well. And so it, it just wasn't meant to be. But we got there. And then, yep. you know, my, my next, uh, the year after I left, they're back in the NFC Championship. So, you know, Mike Ditka, through a four, five, six-year period of time, yep. was phenomenally successful with, uh, with different quarterbacks, with uh, different players. What he, yeah, and, what he had to work with. Yeah. And then was it Valdisarian or Finks? Or no, uh, uh, Janice. Yeah. God rest his soul. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Just for, yeah. But, and well, yeah, Venisi. Yeah. So it's, you don't realize just how, uh, and it's hard, fragile like, it is. And it's yeah. hard, to, it's hard to get there. And today's people. even tougher with free agency, right? So, and you know, the shock is you mentioned Wilbur Marshall, who without question was the most talented oh, man. physical he specimen. Oh, he was un- I remember. Oh, what a, man. what a great player. But Al Harris I remember, yeah. uh, held out, who was a number one draft choice, who was playing the Will linebacker. And then Todd Bell held out, and he was our all-pro strong safety. And Dave Duerson was his backup. He becomes all-pro. Wilbur becomes all-pro. That's how deep and talented yeah. that team was. I mean, we've been talking at the beginning about you know draft choices, and you look at the Offense for the Chicago Bears in 85. Walter was a number one. Suey was a number two. McMahon was a number one. Willie Galt was a number one. Both tackles were number one. That's amazing. And on the defensive side, you had Hampton was number one. Fridge was number one. Mike Hardenstein was number one. All three linebackers, well, the outside linebackers, Wilbur and Otis, were number one. Singletary was a number two. And then Mike Richardson, our cornerback, was a number two. I mean, mean, the scouting the, yeah, the draft that of that trip, yeah. was phenomenal during I was that talking period to Jimbo of time. about that and, and just how that was put together. Yeah, I mean, all of those scouts did a phenomenal job. And we know, in talking just at the beginning, how hard it is today. 50% of number one draft yeah. choices don't make it to the second contract. And last year, we didn't have... Z- we didn't have to worry about it. We didn't have one. <laughs> Can't make the mistake. You right. Have the I pick. was like, the, the draft picks that we do have better, like, play. All right. Well, thanks a lot again. Hey, thanks. It was and, a pleasure. Uh, we'll have to have you back, and uh, hopefully yeah. season tickets, I'll call you. We'll get together at the beer game and have a beer together. Deal. And say hello to your dad, too. For I will. All right. All right. Good seeing thanks, you. Thanks, Gary. Bye. Thank you to Gary Fensick for joining the show today. Follow us on our social channels listed in the show description and thebutkisaward.com for updates on this podcast. If you're interested in purchasing number 51 merchandise, please go to dickbutkus.com. Be sure to follow this podcast on your favorite podcast platform so you never miss an episode. This podcast is brought to you by AmericanEagle.com Studios. I am Matt Butkus, and we'll catch you on the next one. AmericanEagle.com has over two decades of experience designing websites that produce results. Their clients have come to rely on them for a full line of website services from design and development to digital marketing, hosting, and support. AmericanEagle.com is a technology partner you need if you're looking for online success. They work with clients in nearly every industry. They also are the official website and digital marketing provider for the Butkus Award, 
and Butkus Foundation websites. And we proudly recommend the team at AmericanEagle.com. Give AmericanEagle.com a call today. 1-877-WEB-NOW-1. That's AmericanEagle.com. 1-877-WEB-NOW-1.